Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern. I am so grateful to have you here with me today. And I'm also very grateful to have my very dear friend, Crystal Wright, back with me today. Hello, Crystal. Thank you Hi. for being here. Hi, Carrie. I really appreciate you coming back. Last week we were in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, and you agreed to come back so that this week we could jump into verse 23. So I'm going to go ahead and read the verse. I'd like to provide just a little bit of quick context, and then I want to throw it over to you because as always we want to pull truth out of this verse, and we also want to talk about a choice or an application that we can all be making in the coming week as we reflect on this verse together. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says this, for you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. So this verse starts with the word for, and the reason it starts with the word for is because we get thrown back here to last week's verse where we talked about having sincere love for each other, love with your whole heart. And we discovered that we were never asked to do something in the word of God or commanded to do something when we weren't equipped to do it. And I love that that's exactly what this verse is saying, for you were last week told to love each other sincerely, and we are able to how through this week for this week's verse, you have been born again. And the word here is perishable versus unperishable, right? So we've got this life that lasts forever that's not going to fade away. And the picture here is it's it's immortal. It lasts forever. It's incorruptible versus something that doesn't last, something that's mortal or corruptible. And how is it going to last forever? Because of the eternal living word of God. So right here in verse 23, this is Logos. Logos is the word, right? And John talked about Jesus being the word and the word being Jesus. And he says, and now the word has become flesh and dwelt among us. So what this passage is saying to me, Crystal, is we've been born again and this new life will last forever because the word of God lasts forever. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we now get to experience this resurrection power. The word has now become part of our DNA and Through the word, through Jesus, we get this life that never ends. How incredible is that? And it's through that life and through that power, that word for becomes the hinge, right? Through this new life, through this incorruptible, never ending life, we are able to love other people supernaturally like we talked about last week. So Crystal, as you have meditated on this verse, what is the truth that is most prominent for you? Well, as you're talking and making that connection to Jesus being the word of God made flesh, what hits me is that the eternal everlasting life that we have been given was bought with a really serious price. Mm. It says we were ransomed by the precious blood of the lamb, that we were bought this this gift that's given to us, that we have this eternal life, that we have this hope that can never be corrupted or stolen, like you said, is because 
of the very precious blood of Christ that was given on our behalf. So that's the first response I had as you started talking of how precious that is, that the eternal word, Jesus himself, was the cost in order to give us this place where we have this rooted hope and faith in this eternal life and this word that endures and this living word of God. Mm. So, so powerful. And I don't think we can remember and reflect enough on the cost for everything that we talk about that belongs to us in Jesus Christ. The cost was exceedingly high. It cost everything. The father literally gave his son. And so everything that we are promised in scripture is so precious and so sacred. And it is such a worthy thing to reflect on everything that we are given. But yes, how was it given to us? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this verse is one of those for me. I, I understand this is what this one thing, right? We're supposed to be focused on one verse and one truth and one choice. But the reality is, this is one of those verses to me that cannot stand alone. The context of this is so important. I already referred to the verse preceding that we looked at last week. But Crystal, I really feel like this verse has to be unpacked with 24 and 25. Verse 24 and 25 say this, as the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. So in the context of verses 24 and 25, we're reminded that not only does our life last forever, but we are really, really clear why our life lasts forever. And it's very interesting. In verse 23, the living word is this picture of the word dwelling or abiding or eternally staying inside of us, becoming part of our DNA. But that word, word in verse 23 is logos. Whereas when we get down to verse 25, the word in the Greek is rhema. It's the rhema word of God. So logos is the written word of God. I already referred to John chapter one. Jesus is the word the word is Jesus. And then the rhema is the spoken word. And it is attached to a specific person or situation when God speaks to us through his spirit, when he imparts his will or his way to us, when he is operating in a relationship with us. That's what this passage is saying is you were born again. You have the word who has become flesh and dwelt among you. You're Jesus. You're in a relationship. The word has now become part of your DNA through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the word remains forever is this relationship with God that is everlasting. He is speaking to you now here on this earth and you will have a relationship in his presence with him forever because that's what you were created for. It's like this fulfillment of everything that was, air quote, lost in the Garden of Eden. Everything that the enemy thought had stolen. What I love about this passage is this is the final word. This is the end of the story. That resurrection power that we talked about several weeks ago dwells in us, as does the word of God. And it lives, and because it is eternal and forever so are we, and so shall we live in his presence forever. And that changes everything. And I think, Crystal, for me, 
as we move into what is the truth, how do we apply this passage? For me, it's so convicting. What am I prioritizing in my life? What am I investing myself in? What matters to me? You know, this is one of those things that it's really intimate between us and the Holy Spirit because only he knows our thoughts and our minds. I think oftentimes we speak Christianese. We say the right things. We appear to do the right things. But this is one of those passages for me. I'm going first on the choice this week. I feel that we need to put ourselves out there before the Holy Spirit and say, do I really prioritize what is eternal in my life? Do I understand that it's only when I'm speaking the word of God that lives are truly changed and transformed? And I think one of the things that always comes to me when I reflect on this passage, which is actually quoting Isaiah chapter 40, is I've been speaking for the Lord now for over 20 years. And I am constantly amazed how I will get emails and messages, people reaching out to me that heard me speak 15 years ago, 18 years ago. And they'll say, Carrie, I just wanted to let you know how powerfully God impacted my life. And Crystal, they're not telling me that what I said impacted. You know what they're, what they're saying to me when they reach out to me? 18 years ago, 15 years ago, I heard you preach. And the verse, the passage, the word of God that was spoken through you radically changed and transformed my life. And I have never forgotten it. And it changed my trajectory. God's word changed my life. And they remember the verse. They remember the specific reference from 18 years ago. That's what this passage is talking about. Yeah. This is massively convicting because I will go first. There are many days I am tempted to invest my energy, my time, my resources, who, who I am as a person, what God has trusted to me, my gifts, my talents. I am tempted to believe the lie, first of all, that I could do something that is significant or matters or could help somebody apart from him. But it's also very convicting because I look at how I spend my time and energy and I say, Holy Spirit, would you show me in my life where I am prioritizing investing in things that are temporal, mm -hmm. things that are fading. Like this passage is saying, the beauty of the flowers fades, the grass withers, everything else is going to go away. So temporary. Yeah. And so for me, the choice is, what am I investing in? Where am I using my time, my energy, my talents, and my resources? Because I have been born again, verse 23, and I have this inheritance, this life that will last forever. But am I living like that? Am I living today with a mindset of eternity that what I do today does not matter? If it's not just hinged and has a foundation in the word of God. And it's, if it's not with an eternal view and, and sometimes I talk to people and they'll say to me, I don't want to over spiritualize things, or I don't want to scare people away with my faith. I believe the word of God is so powerful that even if we're not quoting the reference where we found it in God's word, if we are speaking the truth of God's word in conversation, even with people that would not 
call themselves believers or followers of Jesus Christ. God's word is so powerful. We need to be speaking it. We need to be edifying people with it. We need to be encouraging each other with it. And so many times we don't know what to say. We don't know how to engage. We don't know how to encourage. But Crystal, I want there to be a reminder of the the bigger context of this passage. First Peter was written approximately 30 years after Jesus's resurrection. The church was being persecuted, fiercely, fiercely yeah. persecuted. And, and I believe in my spirit that Peter is writing this letter to the church saying, you will walk through your hardship. You will walk through your persecution. You will walk through whatever our father in heaven is asking you to walk through with grace, with hope, and with an unwavering faith. When you live with eternity in view and when you remember all of this is temporal, but you have the power of the eternal word, the word is Jesus. Jesus is the word, the Holy Spirit living in you, the word of God becoming part of your DNA as you meditate on it. And then the rhema word of God, God himself will speak to you and wants to be in a relationship with you just like he was with Adam and Eve in the garden. And just like you will be in relationship with him for all of eternity. So Crystal, as you reflect on this passage, what is the choice that you are wrestling with maybe? Or what what are you being convicted with as a choice (laughs) in your own life? Or how have you experienced this passage so that you can encourage our listeners to make a choice as they reflect on this passage in the coming week? You know, God is so kind because he gave me an experience this last week that really allowed me to see this scripture come to life. Mm. You know, we picked this scripture probably a couple weeks ago and been preparing. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't have planned this experience that God gave me. But one of the things that I've discovered during the year of 2020 is Instacart. And I love Instacart because I actually hate going to the grocery store. And so (laughs) it's like my major luxury where I order my groceries and have them delivered. So I ordered a few groceries uh, this past week and they were delivered at my door. Went to bed, not thinking anything of, of anything and got a very loud, persistent knock on my door at 11 o'clock that night. And so I go out and look out my little keyhole and it's the lady that had dropped my groceries off. And so my first thought is, oh, something must be wrong. She might need help. And so I proceed to to ask her, you know, if I can help her. And she was very distraught because she had lost her son's Kindle and she believed that she had put it inside my grocery bag and that she might have left it with me. So I did my due diligence. I checked the grocery bag. I didn't have it. I spent the next 20 minutes outside trying to help her find it. Maybe it had dropped somewhere. Well, during this process, I slowly began to realize that I think I'm helping her look for her Kindle, Mm. but she believes that I have her Kindle and I'm purposely keeping it and that I'm stealing her son's Kindle. And so she's getting more and more upset. And uh, And this is 1130 at night. This is 11. Yes. In my pajamas, (laughs) Carrie. (laughs) It was not my shining moment, but I was trying to be helpful. But then when I had this moment where I realized, oh, she really thinks that I have ill intentions and I've stolen something of hers. I I realized I just need to go inside. and, And so I went back inside and I was a little bit frustrated, worked up by the situation, because it's never fun to be accused of anything. So I had this moment, though, that I just sat there um, in my house, was in back in my bed, and I just asked the Lord, Lord, help, what do you want me to think about this? What do you want to say to me? And immediately, 
he gave me a scripture, the scripture, Mm. bless those who curse you. And it Mm. came instantly. I knew it was from the Lord. It was his word. And so I said, okay, Lord, how, how do I bless in this situation? I felt like he put on my heart to send her a tip and a message through Instacart. And so I started to write up the message and put the tip amount in. And I was still sitting there though. And I hadn't sent it because Carrie, I feel like one thing that I'm really trying to learn in my Christian walk right now is the difference between my efforts to fix things, which will be Mm. perishable, they will not Mm. last, Mm -hmm. and learning to respond and let God lead when He wants to fix something, when He wants to work. And so I sat there praying and saying, Lord, I'm not sure you want me to do this or not, so you need to make it completely clear. And Mm. at that point, I had another knock on my door, and I set my phone down, and I never sent the tip. And so I didn't think that I had sent the message, you know, I just encouraging her, letting her know I was praying for her and that I just wanted to bless her. I never thought I sent the tip and I went back and checked my bank account two days ago and it somehow had processed. And so it was God just reminding me that when he is at work, when his word is at work, it is eternal. We Mm. can depend on it. We can allow him. And that's the kind, and I don't know the fruit of it. I don't know how she received it or, but I do have that confidence in knowing it was not of myself. It was of God. And so Mm. that would be my choice, I guess, for the the listener is, you know, there's probably never an inappropriate moment to stop and pray and ask God, <laughs> is there anything you want to say to me? Is there any scripture you want to give me? And to lean more on his work that he wants to do and less on our own ability to fix or to understand or figure life out. Yes. What a beautiful tangible illustration. I'm so sorry that that happened to you, (laughs) but how very convenient that the Lord provided this illustration because it really is exactly what we're talking about here. You could have gone into your flesh and operated like the perishable And, you know, the irony is not missed on me that the groceries are quite literally perishable. You could have (laughs) focused on a very perishable situation with groceries and a Kindle. But you took the moment and you allowed the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God, to collide with the logos, the word of God that has hidden itself in your heart because it has become part of your DNA. You heard bless those who curse you. You heard it because the logos is a part of your life. You are in the word of God and you heard God speak it, which is rhema. And then you were able to love like we talked about last week because the word is alive in you and because you realized all of the groceries and the Kindles, it's all temporary. It's all perishable. It's all corruptible. It's all going bye-bye. But in this moment, I get to choose if I'm going to bless this woman who has accused me, has cursed me, and you got to experience this freedom and this joy, not because the situation was resolved the way you would like it to be, perhaps, but because you had this glimpse of eternity. It takes our eyes off of ourselves, off of our situation, and we would say that's a very small, small persecution, right? Compared to what the audience of first Peter was experiencing. But that's what Peter is saying. You're going through hardships in this world. 
you're going through difficulties, but remember to love each other like we talked about last week in verse 22, sincerely with all of your heart because you have been born again. This is a life that's going to end, but the life inside of you lasts forever. It's the living word of God. Everything else is going to go away, but the word of God lasts forever. So you made a deposit for eternity through that Instacart driver who is desperately loved by God. You didn't feel like loving her in that moment, but he loved her through you because you allowed him to give you an eternal perspective and you are the one who is blessed in the process. So I love that and I encourage myself, all of us, to say this week, Lord, show me what it looks like to live with eternity in view. How might I choose to look at the temporal things as just that. They're, they're corruptible. They're perishable. They don't last. The only thing that lasts is your word hidden in my heart and my ears attuned to your voice so that I would hear you, that I would have a relationship with you that I was created for, just like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, to live in your presence forever. That starts here, now, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it will continue through all of eternity in his presence. So Crystal, thank you so much for being here with me today. You are such a blessing. Thank you for sharing your story. Again, I am sorry that that (laughs) happened, but I pray that the Lord will bless you and that he will encourage your heart, that that accusation that came at you will have no power in the presence of his love for you and how he used your illustration to encourage all of us to any persecution, any hardship, whether we deem it to be minor or major, that when we keep our eyes on him and we keep forever as our focus, it makes all the temporary things of this world truly fade away. So thanks again for being here, Crystal. So grateful for you. You're welcome. All right, let's pray. Father God, I thank you that your word lasts forever. I thank you that we have all been born again. Every man and woman that has said yes to Jesus, we've been born again, but it's not a life that's going to end quickly. It's a life that lasts forever because your eternal word lives in us now through Jesus because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Lord, everything else is going away, but your word, your logos word, your rhema word lasts forever. And that is the good news. And I pray that we would be men and women who are committed to living this coming week with that as our focus, our priority, and truly what gets us up out of bed in the morning, what motivates us all day long until our head hits the pillow at night. Help us to invest in eternity in things that matter in your kingdom, Lord. Transform our hearts and our minds to let go of things that are fleeting and to be men and women that truly, truly focus on you and your kingdom and building it for your glory's sake. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.